Welcome back to the Third Floor Podcast. Um, remember, you can find us on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and um, I don't know. You could probably find us in your mom's search history. Come on now. What? That was weird. Anyway, uh, today is Thursday, or this was recorded Thursday, June 25th. Late night, we started around 9.30-ish. Um it was, I was joined by my good friend Jack Hines. Uh, we go over a couple fucking kind of cool topics. Embalming, of all things, possible World War III. Uh, I don't even know, man. It's a good one. We ripped for about an hour here. And um, definitely would give it a listen if you like to party. <laughs> here we are. Welcome to the third floor. Me and Jack are back. We're thirsty. Hydrated now. Well, quenching our thirst. Wetting our whistles. I was feeling parched, dude. Me too. <laughs> Definitely some parchment. So before esophagus. before we started, oi, you were telling me about the dollar store and all your yes. good times. Yeah, so I, I said to Luke... The Dollar Tree is probably one of the most underrated stores because they actually have good shit in the Dollar Tree. People might think that, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of people might think they just have like knockoff bullshit. They have that. For a dollar. Yes. Every, well, no, literally everything's one dollar. Okay. So nothing is over a dollar. Everything is one dollar and the food doesn't have tax. So, or some so things aren't, some things aren't taxed. So sometimes. Food like. Gum and candy? Like candy, snacks, all that stuff. So, like, sometimes you go in there, you're getting one thing, one dollar. Usually for me, it's like four quarters out of the out of the fucking change thing in my car. No and tax? Like, it's just... No, no tax. I thought that... Dollar. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, they also have, like, brand shit in smaller quantities, where it's pretty much worth a dollar. So, you can get honey bunches of oats, but it's like a mini box of it. You can get Cheerios. It's like a mini, like, three-serving, five-serving bag of, like, Cheerios, stuff like mm-hmm. that. They also have, like, hella snacks that are good. They have every, pretty much, almost every normal candy. And um, then they have some other random stuff, too. And uh, it's it's not it's not a bad store. I've also had a couple... That's funny that I was, like, thinking of the dollar store. You were just finding a bunch of random shit, and you were like, this is cool, but... This is where you get. This is where you grocery shop. I don't literally. No, well, not I don't not grocery, grocery shop. shop, but for yourself. You're, yeah, you're I'll always eating snacks. I'll go there <laughs> once a week and get like a few snacks, and like usually it's for while I'm at work. So I'll keep. I'll usually keep the Just bag right in my in car. car. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like and sometimes like we I I found full boxes of cheer like re- legit. Cheerios boxes there sometimes too, for and it was just a still sale a dollar. Or something yeah, like I that. don't understand. Maybe it was they might have gotten it from a they might have been older boxes, um, like from another store that they bought and like sold or something. I don't know, but mm-hmm. or old and stale. Yeah, like dude, it was not like not just the it wasn't like the it was like the family size, bro. It was like the thick box too, not just tall. It was big. The thick body, yeah, 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 yeah. dude. I, I know c- what you're talking about, bro. I copped like four of them. Cause I was like, oh damn, they yeah. yeah, and yeah, you just good. kept you kept but that. That's, many. that's <laughs> like that, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's um, no, I just threw them in the cabinet at home. Like, yeah, I, might as well. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, four family. Yeah, exactly. Size it was Cheerios. four for four dollars. Like, fuck it. That's but, a four um, for dude. Yeah, that's a real four for. Four. That's the way it should be. Yep. But uh, that's like random. Only randomly they'll have, like, real good like crazy deals like that yeah but um i mean i don't really do you ever get anything that's not food there sure like i bought notebooks there okay Um, maybe if you're having a family get together it's a good 
place to get cheap plastic cups and such. Things like that. Plastic Perhaps. forks, maybe. Um, no, I don't really go there for anything, yeah. Yeah. For, for much else. It's a dollar store. Unless, you can't get that. Um, yeah, unless there's something that I've seen there that, like, pops into my head. I'm like, oh, I could get, like, I don't need, like, a legit, like, a real reliable thing. Like, because, like, most other things there, like, if you're going to go there, like, a notebook, for example. It was a <laughs> shitty notebook. Yeah. Like, it's one of Every, those. It's not quality. It's one of those shitty notebooks. But it was a dollar. So, it's like, you're getting what you paid for, pretty much. Um, well, dude, um. So I brought it up t- during the thing when you were in the live audience, during the pod when you were in the audience. The Roswell incident. Were you listening to what I was saying? I remember some parts of that. I don't thorough, have a thorough. Um, I remember I wanted to look look into it. Look more into more. it? Yeah, well, dude. I, it's crazy because I read Annie Jacobson. I mean, I didn't read the book, but I started to. And, and like in some of the shit I've read, it's already been like crazy. And um, and she was on Rogan. Did you ever listen to one of hers? She no, was on Rogan. I don't like, think so. Yeah, like twice actually. Like pretty cool episodes where she's she's she does UFOs. You know what I mean? And and um, like CIA guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Roswell incident. She she got into that, and it's just crazy because like. Apparently, they shut it down so much in the 40s. What the, the incident I was telling you about, mm-hmm. right when it happened, they shut it down so much, it wasn't talked about at all. Like, no one was talking about it until, like, 20 years later. And that's when these guys who, like I was saying yesterday, um, guess I should just explain the incident again. Like, the there was a UFO crash. It, well, a disc crash. A mm-hmm. disc. A disc. A disc crash <laughs> um, disc. in Roswell, I think it's Oklahoma or something. I, I actually don't know. Um, in July of 1947, and the rancher, like, stashed it for a couple days and then brought it to the sheriff when he, like, could. And then the military came to town. They said it was a weather balloon, and it ended. Oh, right, the weather right. balloon. Right, that's how the story goes. But Bullshit. upon 20 years later, the guy's going back because there was, a, there was always in the grapevine, but it never went like huge. Um, these guys wrote it in their book, and uh, that book absolutely blew up. Um, and the Roswell incident blew up, and it's super famous still today. But for 20, 30 years, it was just in silence. Anyway, I didn't even fully finish that, right? Because. You ended it at the, they announced that it was a... Right, they, right. They said it was a weather balloon. And then these guys go back and they interview just the townspeople, a um, couple other people. W.W. Brazel was the rancher who found the disc. They couldn't get him for interview. No one could. But what they found out about him was nothing was mentioned about him in the, the official reports or anything. But he was jailed for two and a half weeks and not in Roswell, like, away from there. And he's never reported or talked, like, since. Uh, So I think the government fucking hammered at home to him, like, keep your mouth shut, dude. For sure. So there was that. Then um, the people of, of, of Roswell said there was... A massive military presence like an unbelievable one it wasn't just like they they stopped in a town picked up their weather balloon and mm-hmm. went on their way it was like for a week they were moving big objects big whatever crates big trucks going through town they kind of shut down the town in a lot of ways and then this one is where I right when I read this like it kind of is like I don't know but someone said it somewhere Mm -hmm. that the coroner in town reports government officials asked him for child size child size coffins that were hermetically sealed airtight sealing and that's because other locals also reported physically seeing the bodies of the aliens like after the crash that is Um, I mean that's his close as you can get to like real proof i feel like 
Is it though? Because again, I'm just reading it out of a book. That's what's like, I'm not hearing it from anyone. And even if I was hearing it from someone, why the fuck should I believe you, Jack? That you saw. No, no, no. You're right. But that's like something. You said like the townspeople. Right. Like if they saw like all that military, everybody going in and out. Like the military, you said, was bringing shit in, bringing shit out. Like, there's multiple accounts of that, and then, like, I don't know, maybe the whole coffin thing is really weird. That's, because like... you would have known, like, you don't need coffins unless people are dead. It's, like, one of those things that, like, that literally only has one use, a coffin. So, right, which, and you don't I, need that for anything m- else. But my first thought, quickly, is would they really ask for a coffin? Wouldn't they just have a box for to throw a fucking alien in? Yeah, that's true. It's the government. Like, but, they came in with... But, like, if it was ki- actual kids that died, like, you would have heard about 12 kids died mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. If there's no, like, story about that, like, what do they need child-sized coffins for? But, yeah, but why would they be putting aliens in coffins? They would be... You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't... Yeah, they wouldn't be putting aliens in coffins. They'd be going to... They'd be taking that to some lab somewhere. Unless that was their method of trans, like, not transportation, but, um, like, how you wanted to conceal them during transportation. But, like, that's just I guess the only argument for it that I feel is the hermetically sealed part. I keep saying hermetically Mm because I read the word and I thought it was cool. What does that really mean? Airtight. An airtight coffin. And, um... And now maybe the government just didn't have that on hand and was like, they knew the only person in town who could just do that would be the coroner, no problem. Weirdly enough, actually, I saw, we'll get back to that, but I saw this weird thing about embalming in general and how it started, like, making humans for a funeral. And it's pretty weird, like, think about it, before we started doing all this shit, you've heard about this? Well, I mean, I don't know what you're getting... I mean, I've I've taken a nosedive into, like, embalming as well. Yeah? One time before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But going... I, I mean, I just heard someone talking about it, but... That's a, um, that's, a, that's a fucking crazy job, if you do that, I feel like. Right, it's... You gotta be a little fucking loony, honestly. Like, yeah. to... Uh, not, not loony, but different, for sure, to love being around dead people not, and yeah, stuffing it. Yeah, like, being, um... If you have the... Like, I don't know what the word is. Like, is that, like, if you're willing to do that, I mean, like, I respect that, but, I, like, that's something I could never do. Yeah, but they don't even see it the way yeah, you're, you're yeah. seeing it, though. They're like, I, I feel like a, to do that job, you actually got to be a little excited to be around the dead body. You know what maybe, I'm saying? Maybe, or, yeah, maybe if you find it, that it gives you some yeah. type of, like, I don't know. I Maybe some people feel like that's their if that if that's if you feel like that's your calling is to like present dead the dead. Your like, calling for some reason. But but so here's I mean, what this lady was saying though. She was just talking about what what do you think we did with the dead before um before all this? Before we started embalming them and, and putting them in caskets, like whatever. Dude, I have no idea. What like what what would I guess? I I feel like maybe everyone like you'd be burned, maybe. So, it was really. I mean, I I can't speak for everyone. Everyone dies in different ways, and still to this day, you might not get your funeral service. But mm-hmm. traditionally, in a lot of like Europe and so, it's a very Americanized thing, this embalming and whatever. But traditionally, the thing that you would do before all this embalming would be. You know, you worry that you're sick when someone's dying, they're coughing and they're whatever, and you know, sneezing, and they can barely breathe, and then your grandpa, you know, passes away yeah, yeah, in his yeah. seat. And um, we're so scared of the dead, you know, because we've been taught that, you know, that that's disease, stay away from it. But basically, only like Ebola and it, super rare diseases, super rare diseases will still be contractable after death a lot of times when people die it stops all their sickness you know what i'm saying and those viral and that stuff it dies with them almost immediately when it doesn't have them 
keeping it alive. Right. So what people would traditionally do before they were so scared to be around a dead body was okay, they're, you know, they're done. They would um, clean up the body themselves. Just clean it up, not stuff the intestines, not rip out, you know, what, because embalmers rip out all the, that's the smelly part. You know, that's the part that's going to get gross after a while. So they take, at least originally when they started doing this, they take out everything and stuff you with hay. You know what really? I'm saying? Just to get rid of that smell. So, anyways, um, I'll get I'll get more into that. But wh- where the hell was I? It's just saying um, they embalm. They embalm. Oh, in Europe, at home, you would just right. clean up. Like, say your your wife died or whatever. Your no, I mean that seems. It, it was actually, she mentioned it was more of like the mother of the house thing to like take care of the body. Um, but then you clean it and you wake it in your yard the next day and it's like your last day around family or whatever after you pass away. You're dead, you're cleaned up and stuff, but you're just kind of in your backyard and then they and then they end up burying you somewhere or whatever. But okay. there wasn't this big funeral at whatever, right. two or three days later... It just happened, and, and who could be there was there, and you were close with the person dead right in front of you. Oh, and so it, that's why it's called a wake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's interesting. I did not know that. Anyway, was, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, go ahead. I was I'll, thinking, I'll I was thinking, like, back, like... Gim's up here? <laughs> I said it the other night. Oh, no, he's, he's coming up. Oh, he's, he's peeking his head. Up. Whoa. Welcome, welcome to the uh, Gim is third floor. Gim, Gim is here. Welcome, N- the most nimble cat. Um, Gim be nimble. I was thinking like back, um, like long, long ago, like early humans. Like what, what, what do you think they did when? With their dad? Yeah, like ancient times. Like I know, like the the like. We're talking like ancient Egypt. Like I know they did like the the mummy mummifying and all that. Well, I think even from the beginning, like you look back to any society, and they all do some type of memorial type shit for the dead. So even you know if they believed burning was good, they burned. But I, whenever you get with a community of people, I feel like death is one of the first things you decide you're going to do to get, like, deal with together. Right. Does that, that make makes, sense? That make, does make sense. It does make sense. If you're in, like, a small, what do you call it, like a um, village of some sort back, not even a village, but, like, a, you know, like a little a civilization. Little, a little indigenous group of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, I guess that's something you probably have, like, the elders in in said mm-hmm. civilization. Shamans. Yeah, yeah. Shaman. Is that, is that a... The shaman is, like, the, um, I forget exactly how it, what shaman translates to, but it's, like, the wise man of your, a wise elder there okay. that, that takes, um, uses spiritual stuff to help the, um, the tribe. Like a shaman, right. they right. do look for him to help and for intelligence, but yeah. it comes from a spiritual yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that makes sense. Some shamans literally trip mushrooms or whatever ayahuasca for days to dis- decide whether the town should move or not. That's like, <laughs> I always think that's crazy. Like the amount of like proof of pretty much drug use that we have in our history of like becoming humans, pretty much like. I think there's theories out there that say could have that's what could have turned the brain on turned the brain on to to get us how we are there's like a 20,000 year period where our brains basically went from like stone to an operating system you know yeah, that's like it almost doesn't make sense like when you really think about it like it's, it's crazy man yeah but, oh, so with the embalming, um, right? <clears throat> actually, where it started, where it absolutely started, was the Civil War, I believe. Yeah, and it was North versus South, and the North boys, whatever, would die in war down there. Mm-hmm. And their mothers would be. I wish you know I could have my baby here, whatever. But 
there would be no way to transport them. The trains would be too... Well, that's when a couple of guys figured out how to use some arsenin was one of the... Or arsenic or something like that was one of the preservatives they used just like way back in the day. And arsenic's horrible, even if you're around it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But um, that's when they started doing it for the, the soldiers in the north to bring them back okay. And, and they would fill them with hay with arsenic in there, pump them up with arsenic in their veins and stuff. And um, that's where it all started. But then when the war ended, there's a bunch of guys who learned how to do this. They were going up to, you know, where there would be about to be a battle. Yeah. Right before a battle. These were salesmen, basically. Going up to a battle with dead bodies that, that, that were abandoned that they stuffed and they're using them as models for um, that's for the military. Crazy. Like, if you, you know, we can do this for you if, if this happens, send you back to your family, whatever. Insane. So that's how they were making money. And then the war ends. How are they going to make money? They have to um, find a way to make America buy into this embalming thing because it actually does work you can save the body for two or three days and send it across state lines you know what i'm saying on a train because that was another thing train drivers were complaining because didn't stop letting dead bodies on the train because it smells so fucking bad right but um after you embalm it it's it's a different story um it's very interesting but anyways these these guys these original salesmen went across the country teaching people how to embalm and telling people to f- and and started campaigning the fear of dead bodies and disease you could get from them and that's how the whole thing blew up into what it is today wow. basically that's... i mean maybe it would have gotten here anyway right maybe it would have said this is the way to do it in some way or another but that is how it started that's crazy man yeah i i the only time i like Look like researched really. I didn't research like the history of it. I know he's <laughs> climbing right now. Hell, yeah. Um, the only time I researched it was like really just like about what they do, and like it, it was just interesting because like, I saw it in some show, it was just some like random show. It wasn't like a not like a like a fictional TV show where like it had to do with like. A morgue, isn't that where they keep? Yeah, like, and yeah, and like the one character was a was the mortician, the mortician, I guess, who embalmed the bodies. Mm -hmm. And it just had me thinking one day, like, um, I was like, wow, that's so interesting. I didn't like. There's like really a person that does that, like, and like they can, like, this is kind of fucked, but like if you like, let's say your face gets like fucked up or something somehow yeah and like that's the way you go with like your head something like apparently they can if you should like you can get give them a picture and apparently they can it'll it'll be fake but like they'll, they'll do it clean they'll up it like done. your face and kind of almost like paint you like or something they're like they're like really good at it they're really good yeah. at it dude it's it's that's an interesting um it's a hobby, um, and a, I mean, I guess a career, really. Yeah, it's, it's actually a career. It's, it's not a, a hobby. That's, that's an interesting career, I guess. But uh, pra- an interesting practice. Let's actually say. get back to um, the, just like the drug use and stuff, like in in ancient cultures. It's so uh-huh. crazy to think that we completely deny any, everything from it when yeah, like, all cultures preceding us. And I mean, maybe that's why we're so advanced now. But um, what really is advanced? I guess only can you mm-hmm. consider that. But um, uh, they, there was just like every culture was doing big ass, or or using getting their wisdom from someone who was taking mushrooms, yeah. or or like just tripping for hours off some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's. It's crazy. I think what the the difference now, why I think there's a different view now is like they they like now it it's different when you're talking about weed and mushrooms cuz like those are things that can naturally a, a, appear in nature. 
things and i guess what is it like ayahuasca i think too ayahuasca is actually um dmt okay all right it's, that's right it's dmt that's right. but it's a longer it's dmt but dmt if you smoke it or um or snort it it only lasts about five to fifteen minutes because it gets breaking up by enzymes in your gut yeah, I've heard. Be, I, I've I've heard about. I might have told you. I might have even told because I read it in the, in the, a different book, the Graham oh, Hancock okay. book. I I and just... and there's a root that they put in that breaks up those enzymes so that the DMT lasts like six hours. That's what I and I, that's ayahuasca. Okay, I heard. Um, I heard like uh, uh, Joe Rogan was said once um, that since like DMT is in your body. Or something you're you kind of know how to like that's why it's not that quick because you know how to like your body knows how to deal with it it's built it, in your body it is it's in your it. brain it's yeah. like there's like it's a chemical in your, your brain. pineal gland it's actually it's suspected good. not proven you can't it's, it's oh really yeah um your pineal gland is another really interesting thing that's supposedly actually your like third eye um i i don't think maybe your adrenaline comes from that or something too but um it's like it can make sense here dude it's it's the ancient egyptians worshipped it it's all over their hieroglyphs and and their paintings the third the pineal gland but it looks like a third eye cuz it's right it's it's part of your brain but it it has like that hook i f- wish i could pull it up maybe i just I feel like i know um, i feel like i could picture i can actually just pull this over here and we'll just use this for the episode, fuck it. Um, the pineal gland. So this is what releases DMT, supposedly as you die. Um. Look, why pineal gland is known as third eye? Pineal gland was commonly dubbed the third eye for many reasons, including its location deep in the center of the brain and its connection to light. Mystic and esoteric spiritual traditions suggest it serves as a metaphysical connection between the physical and spiritual worlds. And that's because it releases DMT. Yeah. But let's look at some images here. So you see it. So, yeah, it's like in the center of your brain and it just kind of... Dude, let me look it up. Egypt. Yeah, good call. So look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. I've seen You've probably that. seen that before. Yeah. It's like the same thing, and, Whoa. you know, supposedly that's where, right before you die, that shit just releases, and you're, you're, you're off to the spiritual world. If, you know, who's to say? Shit's crazy, the pineal gland. And that they knew about it, because... If they, the Egyptians worshipped the pineal gland in some way, run through me on the, like they had drawings of it, and uh, respected it. They probably knew what we suspect that there's DMT in there. Maybe they didn't think of it as DMT; yeah, they yeah. thought of it as something else, and they knew probably exactly how to activate it. Some type of ritual, just like many others. I mean, in the Amazon, whatever knew exactly how to activate it. I bet you the Egyptians did, too. Probably how yeah. they fucking built those pyramids. Yeah, one of them had a vision. Yeah. Or a series of visions. I mean, dude, like... When you think about it, like... You see, like, people draw shit when, like, they're... From, like, when they're tripping or... Seeing crazy shit. Like, yo, everything's all... all like everything kind of looks like it's like in these pyramid shape you like you see everything geometrical. Has this very geometrical and like so it it almost it's made me think before that like almost everyone has a pretty similar reaction like and like if they were seeing that if they take something and they're thinking like okay like if they're taking something with the expectation that it's going to give them some power let's say and they take that and that's what they see and they interpret it as okay oh we can build these temples and that sh- in those shapes that i saw yeah and then it like that's what they did and it's like but it's they go a little power hungry because they envision these shapes and then they need to like get so many people to yeah. build that shit yeah 
but then they keep tripping and figure out how to do it. Yeah. 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 That's that's crazy. Doesn't make sense, man. That's crazy. Um what was I gonna so the geometrical shit, it's funny you say that, like that it must be ex- the Stonehenge in in England, the fucking Egypts in in the Egypts, the pyramids in Egypt, the pyramids in Mexico, um, the pyramids in in the Amazon, a million, not a million, but um, hundreds of different spots, even a couple in America, are these really weird geometrical shapes in the land done by humans, usually with north, uh, south west you know in a base so it's like facing correctly on the earth towards the sun on the summer solstice and the winter solstice like why is that that that's happening all all across the world in all the ancient shit yeah that's that it must come from drugs right if you're seeing geometrical (laughs) well you were just kind of saying dude like no yeah like they saw those shapes and they were like let's build it so everyone across the world completely unconnected was somehow tapping into the same thing right i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. okay yeah that that's that's possible it's it's just so everything's so far like you just think about thinking back in history like you just everything it's so mind-boggling like trying to fathom like how shit went down back then and like we'll just never know exactly like, never dude one of my we have hints that's we have hints that's literally what we have and hints and clues but and propaganda where actually a lot of what we're reading is propaganda yeah wouldn't some you imagine might, some shit even if even, even if we transcribe um french books on french history from the 1400s someone had to write that in france um back in the 1400s who was probably in fear of death from the king mm-hmm. and then someone had to rewrite it to get it into a new book in the 1600s because it needed to be reclassed but it was also a new king who wanted it written a little differently because he hated the king two two kings before yeah, him because yeah, his okay. grandfather oh, you have to fix that. he yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. fucked like his grandfather's uh, wife or something like mm-hmm. that so so literally everything were being passed down it's a game of telephone. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. History is... I mean, you know, one of the biggest fucking bullshit stories there is is the Paul Revere story. Yeah. Get like... Yeah, tell me about Paul Revere. Paul... Fucking Paul Revere didn't do shit, apparently. Mm. This is based on very little... Well, almost what I've heard... Like, the past however long. I don't know. Like, I feel like everyone almost kind of knows No, I've heard, I've heard. I feel like everyone almost kind of knows, like... But explain, yeah. Apparently, it was this other guy named Israel Bissell. Oh, it wasn't even Paul? Paul Revere didn't do anything, bro. Apparently, this guy, Israel Bissell, actually... There was multiple. All he did... Yeah, Minutemen, there were a bunch of Minutemen yeah. to begin with. Paul Revere was supposed to just, like, all, one of them. All he did was just, yeah, I think all he did was, like, he oh, was either the first to find out that the British were coming, because that was, like, the, that was, like, the, 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 what was going on. They were trying to figure out mm-hmm. if they were going to attack at night or in the morning. They knew they were going to attack, I think. Whenever, yeah. So it was, like, it was his job to, I think, hit, like, those, the Minutemen, I guess, as mm-hmm. you call them. I, I do remember hearing Minutemen, that was a thing. Um, I guess it was their job to alert the troops that if the British were, when they when they saw them coming. And apparently just like Paul Revere, I think Paul Revere, he was either, he might have been like the first one to notice and he told everyone and then they all ran out telling everybody. But apparently this guy Israel Bissell was actually the true hero when it comes to like, he apparently he rode the farthest telling uh-huh. people. Went like going. he went, he went, out, he went out like deep. Um, yeah. But yeah, apparently Paul Revere didn't really, he didn't do the midnight ride. Is that? I think is that. Is that yeah, what yeah, the midnight ride. Well, well, I guess it's because Paul Revere's name fit better into the song. Cause didn't yeah. it start with like a folk song? 
Isn't there a yeah, song? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. And I, you know what? After that had something to do with what I, the whole the story I was telling you about Israel Bissell. I think that's why they did it. Then they were like, they found this other guy, and they were like Paul Revere. Like that's came a, riding in. Yeah. No, that's not that it. That sounds like that's like an that's a nice American name for you, like Paul Revere, like Israel Bissell. That's a little. It's yeah. it wouldn't have made the it wouldn't the headline wouldn't have looked as good in the in or at the least paper. the song. Yeah, yeah, or the song. Yeah. It, dude, it's all. My mom was even just mentioning to me today. She was like, "If you saw the history books from when I was a kid, just right here in America, like she went to school in uh, Radburn area, mm-hmm. so not far from here, but that was, um, I guess she was born in so like it was like seventies. She would have been in elementary, right. middle school, right. all that. And she was like, if you saw these, they were." so racist to begin with but beyond like being racist they were just like super patriotic like oh i bet <coughs> it was it she's like clearly you know that this was like propaganda compared to compared to what we get today and what we get today is still watered down and mm-hmm. i don't know i mean not that they're doing anything wrong teaching history you gotta teach at least what we have yeah well, that's why I always, <coughs> I was never too big on like, or I mean, Amer- like American history never really fascinated me as much as like world history does, and like, because I don't know, there's something always I never. Yeah, world history is much more. American could, history is two hundred fifty years. Yeah, exactly, and there's just not as much, and it was always kind of, you know, like pretty much the whole <coughs> Paul Revere thing. It's like they. Like, you learn all this shit, and then you kind of find out not everything... As you get a little older, you kind of start learning that a bunch of that shit's actually not true. That not very true. It it There's, like, some truth to it. Yeah. But that's not... Like, there was a lot more going on than, you know, Paul yeah. Revere yeah. rode all night, and we won the fucking war. I think the, fa- the, the whole... I was thinking that it's crazy that there was a civil war. Like, we, there was an American Civil War at one time. Like, that's fucking crazy, man. Really? Did you? How are we together right now? Isn't that kind of shocking? Could you, what are the yeah. odds of a country really having a civil war and, and just, just being... Just, like, being like, all right, you guys won. Like, fuck you. We're fuck cool it. down here. Yeah. We'll be in with you guys. Like Whatever. You like, fucked up. Like, there's towns still ruined to this day. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? From the Civil crazy War. crazy to see, man. Yeah. That'd be really interesting to see. But, dude, could you imagine if that happened today? One of the things I've always thought was really cool about the United States is that we've been involved in some, in things overseas. And I'm not, I really have no, um, I don't know so much about, like, what's going on with, within our military and, like, what they're up to and stuff like that. But I'm, one no thing, one I, does. One thing <laughs> I always thought was really cool is that we've been in, like, involved in shit pretty much i feel like the whole time we've been alive we've been overseas in the middle east i mm-hmm. think like pretty like the whole time and think Basically, pretty much yeah. even before that one thing i think is really cool is that we the u.s has bases everywhere bro like there would net like everything that happens that we're involved in happens not in america like we're always there yeah. dealing with this shit that's one thing that's like almost like proud to say i would i feel like we're i mean you like, should thank be. fucking god i mean you like, should at least be because you see yeah you see the imagine, shit what's imagine going being on. yeah on the, the other kids. end of it yeah, and usa yeah. was on your country yeah like and like, you're even, just a civilian you're probably happy that they're there but really at the end if you're just a normal civilian like not one of the insurgents mm-hmm. I, um if you're just a normal civilian you probably you're probably glad that like if we have a if we're there like occupying it and like trying to help it but at the same time you probably just wish they didn't have to be there because you probably just wish that the exactly, people weren't yeah. there because that's not causing yeah. the problems at the in the first place yeah yeah the insurgents insurgents yes yeah, i listen to some what jocko yeah yeah shout out jocko <laughs> yeah shout out jocko Willard. yeah that guy's a savage but that's what 
bringing me back. That's what I was saying. It's like, could you imagine if there was a civil war, like, in these times now, what that would fucking be like? Because that... I think we're actually on the brink of a huge war. I think we are, actually. In America? Not, maybe not in, in the world. Uh, I, I, not Maybe not the brink, either. Dude, hear me out. Ever since I like we posed that question, like what could happen in the next eighty years before twenty one hundred? Thought back like nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties. What started happening in the in the nineteen hundreds that was different from um, you know everything? And and yeah, you can look to the TVs and movies and whatever. That's fine. But what I really think it was was mass transportation. Okay. All of a sudden, cars. I was going to say cars. Was, uh, there were already trains, that was but, be my but, but now cars. there's railways all over the country. Mm -hmm. There's cars. There's planes are starting. It's amazing. When, when you look up when the first plane flew, it's actually shocking. What is it, like 1912 or yeah, something it's like, like that? I think that's when the the Wright brothers got the first plane up in 1912. And then is it 1912? It wasn't, really? it, I mean, not, maybe like 1917, something, something like, like something, that. Something really short. Yeah, um, like more than 100 years ago at this point. Yeah, actually say. at this point. And, um, but but they had it turned into commercial flight, humans, me and you citizens flying right. for whatever. That probably didn't in, happen for a while. No, oh. almost no time. Oh, dude. really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what was unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not almost knows. no time, but it. you'd think it would take, like, right, honestly, right, 50 right. years. But it was, like, the 30s or yeah, something dude. like that. Yo, I couldn't. Bro, like, something sketches me out about, like, being on a plane in the fucking, like, 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. like, something doesn't sit right with me about that, but I don't I don't think it I think they were, it was pretty good. Like, it's obviously probably a lot better now, but, like, even thinking back, like, not, like, 80s, like, is almost kind of like, I don't know, dude. Like, the planes now that when, you, when I get on a plane, dude, I feel like I'm, like, I bet, like, this thing is locked in and, like, safe. And, like, dude, you look at planes from back then, man. I don't sketchy. They do look a little sketchy, but dude, it was, and more people were afraid of planes yeah. too. And without like, reason. dude, now like our radar systems are so fucking advanced. Like, and the pilot barely has to do shit. Yeah, that's another thing. Reason, yeah. Yeah. I did always think being a pilot was so cool though. I, yeah. That was something when I was little. Like, I always, I was like, oh, I want to be a pilot. Like, could you imagine like just going up and just flying planes for a living? Just kind of like being in Thailand for like a couple hours. Yeah, and like then, like you're home for dinner. Yeah, like all right, honey. Um, oh, that's a little. Goodbye. All right, little. like you wake up in the morning, you have your coffee, you, like. Goodbye, honey. Like I'm going to work. Like give her a kiss goodbye. Like, just down to Atlanta, to Dallas, to Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> back, back to Newark. Back to Newark, and you're home. For dinner. And then you're home for dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess it's probably no. That would probably take long. Nah, but. and also like a lot of pilots, it's not you know they don't have a nine to five where they do yeah, that, yeah. that perfect route. They stay, they go away for a week mm. and then they're home for a couple days. Dude, is it? Like do that. you think it's like commission? On, I don't know if it's technically commission based, but do you think as a pilot you earn per flight like? Like, dude, because let's say you're... Probably, you're, I would imagine it's salary, but um, you would be rewarded. It's probably a flight system, like, the more flights you do, yeah. I would imagine, because that's how you'd have to move up the ranks, right? Right, You yeah. can't really fly a plane commercially better than someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so exactly. it must just be more hours in the cockpit, yeah. and then you move up the ladder. Yeah, because, I don't know, I'm just... I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking about that pilot that has to do the, that flight across, like, from New York to fucking, uh, I don't know, somewhere in fucking Europe, like, at least gonna be a, a six-hour ride, pretty much, like, that's about how long I think it takes to get over the ocean, mm -hmm. maybe, like, five. Six or, yeah, it's about right, six, I feel like, five or six, I think Portugal I don't know, yeah, I was gonna is say the shortest, and you can, that. like, it's weird because we've flown different ways and it's been different times and apparently, you know what I mean? It could depend on the wind and the yeah. clouds. So, yeah. but yeah. I, I do remember getting there one time in like five and a half hours. Okay. 
I do, but I also remember getting there in like seven hours, and that all might right. be a little I, construed. But I want to say to when I went to Hungary, we had a layover in Madrid. I want to say from JFK to Madrid. I want to say that was like I, I remember it being like eight hours, and it, I think it actually ended up being a little longer because I remember being mm-hmm. pissed, like yeah, that they said eight hours, and it actually ended up being like nine. And I was like, I remember I was getting so antsy, bro. Like at that eighth hour, and I was like, we're not descending yet and and I was like fuck this <laughs> um so oh dude I actually almost lost my whole thing about we're on the brink of world war right three we almost, actually we actually almost did so fuck that mass up. transportation right and with that there were a bunch of new technologies for a bunch of governments including the USA that they were all like, oh, engines? Like, what can we do with this? Oh, planes? Like, could literally do. We, could, we, could, we drop, <coughs> could we drop bombs out of this? Wait, what are bombs? <laughs> like, let's make a bomb that explodes really big. You know, the atomic, whatever. Um, there's just a bunch of new war mm, technologies. I think I know what you're going to get. Now, to. now, since what, maybe 02, uh, when social media is at, it's mass communication. You know what I'm mm. saying? Starting with phones, really go back to the 80s. But you could say that for the 1900s with trains, how trains came, you know, in the 1800s, late 1800s, and then segued big time yes. into the 1900s. So phones started in the 80s, 90s, whatever here. Now our phones are, we have our social medias, we have our Facebook, our Twitter, you our have Instagram. Com- you have a computer we have our, in our, your our Skype, our FaceTime, our... Dude, you could just literally reach anyone at all times and there's people in online groups you know groups of hundreds of people that are all supporting something and none of them know each other in person like this it is an absolute new age of mass communication and 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 uh technology like that where you can see massive amounts of people and and make moves literally seinfeld i watched seinfeld's netflix special and he was joking a, he made a great joke, dude. I was like, that's actually fucking good. Like, um, about the Uber, how your phone is actually really doing everything. Like, like your phone is, is paying the guy. You're just the fucking monkey carrying around the Uber. phone that's that's paying the guy. And, and the, the phone is handling the money. It just gets the guy, and it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, dude. I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Just take my guy where he needs to go first. Your phone is doing everything now. Since when? Like, yeah. that just happened. Uber's is crazy. Yeah. Uber's crazy because literally exactly what you just said. They don't actually, like, how many employees, besides the Uber, besides an Uber driver, how many employees do they need or have? Dude, you need, like, an office with, like, customer service. Besides that... They have You're, no inventory, Jack. Think about that. That's that's what they're I'm saying. They're a massive yeah, billion. Like, uh, D- Davy Sue brought that up to me. They're they're literally a huge business with no inventory. Yeah. Makes you maybe a little liable, I guess, because like then you don't you can't if you go bankrupt you can't sell a bunch of shit yeah. and make your money back. But they're just making money with no exactly yeah it's no like, overhead. It's, it's just it's like a genius thought. But back to um. And and that's the same for like um, the, what's the you can stay at someone's house? What's that? Airbnb. Called? Airbnb yeah. is the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. But go on. What were you you were no no no. I said I was asking you to get back to the brink of war. Oh oh so right, we're in this mass communication phase, right? We were in mass transportation in the twenties, and then you had, you know, actually two world wars. Um, but people didn't even know how to do war then. You know, now war is well recorded. War is, we know all the players, well played, right? Yeah. Now with, in mass communication age, it is actually going to be, I, I mean, who, do you really think in the next 80 years there will be no great war? Maybe we're not on the brink of it, but it's going to come, and when it comes, it'll be yeah. different from what we can even imagine. Well, I, I just feel, feel like, like, dude, there's a lot of powerhouses. <coughs> Like a lot of real power. Some con- some of these countries, man, like us, like China, Russia. Dude, China. Really, I mean, really, you're just looking at us, China, and Russia. I guess which are like the what but, was the word but, I even used? What um, powerhouses? Powerhouses, right? 
Dude, but something about both of those countries, like, it's something that scares me. Like when I, I wouldn't actually worry so much about Russia as I would about China. China is genius. We owe China a bunch of money because they make genius contracts with a bunch of shitty countries. And actually, right now, they're building a rail system all through Africa. And so they're going to own Africa soon, believe it or not. And there's a lot of gold there. China has made a lot of moves, and they're smart. They're very smart. And if they want war, and I mean, the Chinese, their empires go back how many thousand years can you think of a Chinese emperor? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they they made it popular to do this. No, and uh, maybe, whatever. Whatever. We'll not even get into, like, I'm not stereotyping or anything that, but... I understand what but, you're saying. But, um... But if China wanted to go to war, I think they're a much more serious threat than Russia. Russia made some bombs, and, and they have friends in the Middle East and stuff, but they're, I think China could melt them, and, and that's just how I feel. Yeah, dude, China is, China is crazy, man. Especially so in this new mass communication do. age, where it doesn't matter so much about brawn if you got the coding to fucking... Yeah. strange though yeah like now and like and with the technology now like a modern an actual modern war like I feel like there like there hasn't really been a war I guess but like if there was like a modern war like in this time now like I feel like it could be seriously like an all out war two mm -hmm. countries like going to war not just like couple like an attack here an attack there um like real war dude i think with the technology and all the shit we got like that is just out there now bro it could be real bad like shit could get real and that's bad and and all it takes dude america doesn't even need to start in it but we have it's almost the concept of the fucking movie iron man where Tony Stark gets why he becomes a hero because he sees all of his um, work in the missile programs and all of his genius that he's made these rockets that can do this, that, and the other thing is not only being used on civilians, whatever, but, but the, the insurgencies are using them too because mm. they're bringing so much over there. Stuff. So as we make new great weapons and do stuff, other countries are getting them too. So... Two other countries, maybe in the Middle East or something, really start blowing each other up and say China or Russia's involved, and then they start fighting. And then at some point, like you said, with the weapons and the capabilities now, it escalates so much, America has no way but to step in. And then how serious could that be? You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. And, I, like, we've just lived in such peaceful times, really, here in America. People are very unappreciative yeah, of that. Yeah. We have lived dude, in I such pe a, a peaceful life here, nothing to, to fear. Dude, I or almost, at least ignorant, but... I almost can't believe that. Pretty much what you're saying, it's like, things have been... I mean, maybe not. Maybe this could be total... Maybe Triple, we're like, maybe honestly, we're blissfully ignorant, but we are. Yes, you know what I'm yes, saying. Yes, we are, and that's not our fault. Right. because a lot of other people right. are too. Right, I can, That's yes. just what it is here. Yeah, that's what I'm. That, that's that, that was a good way to put it. I'm mm -hmm. blissfully ignorant, but like I said, like there ha like I, I, I don't even really remember where I was going with this. Um, but it's cr like pretty much it's crazy that the like what almost what you said like it like the U.S. is almost well. What do you inevitable. well? I mean, I mean, what do you think? Like, like growing up, you never, never even thought about war. Like, if we could be in that or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but I do remember hearing about things even when I was little about like Iraq and everything. Like you've always heard about kind of like mm -hmm. the, like guys are over in Iraq like taking care of some stuff like. I don't know, but it was never, to me, it never really seemed like a war, like, when you read about, like, World War 
two, obviously that's a world war, but like, mm. or even like other one, like Vietnam or something. It's like it didn't seem like that to me, and maybe that's just because like I was little. But right. I don't know. Man. We're also twenty. So you could contextualize that well, a that's little what, and be like, we haven't lived that long, so there could, you know, other people saw wars in their yeah. lifetime. But since the last time there was anything, actually, any real fighting in America, uh, if you don't include Hawaii, like Pearl Harbor. Yeah, like we've been attacked. So, yeah. We've been attacked. But, but real war here the last time was the civil war yeah it must have been like an actual like 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 there was been, us versus us yeah there's been attacks obviously the only one pearl harbor obviously like september 11th like that was obviously right like, right two right. to name like two big ones obviously everybody knows about like but attacks. but there's been um, other... pearl harbor was like a war, a war military uh, yeah attack, yeah that was 9 like, 11 was just kind of like yeah, a, yeah. A, a terrorist, terrorist attack um, yeah you know it's yeah, I feel like Pearl Harbor, but that's but that's what got us into the World War Two. Yeah, II. that's what pulled us in, according to the record books. You know? Right, but so but I, or maybe I, I'm sure we were we were probably getting ready for it, there, and then that so. that might have been the then let, they killed the fuck Americans. It, let's, and yeah. let's go, yeah. Dude, what's crazy is those kamikaze pilots from Japan. Any any type of think about what their job was. Hey Jack, um, you ready for work today? You know, you know what you gotta do. What's that, boss? You, you you know your plane, right? You know where it's parked. Number thirty-two. Okay, so here, um, what are you feening for right now? They're all feening for meth. They had them all on meth. Really? Yeah. So that's how they got them so crazy. Mm. He's like, so um, I need you to like fly into this, like this boat in America. He's like, what the fuck, boss? Like whatever. Here's some here's some meth. I mean, that's not how they did it. That this is a really weird like um, explanation. But they the they had this core of their oh, Japanese man. Air Force, like you know, poor as fuck, whatever. And all they had in their area was methamphetamines. And um, these guys were already going crazy. You know, all the, they had more meth than they had food. Apparently, that that's how it was. Like I remember reading it. And um, and so if they were happy to fucking get in their plane and just crash into something. Actually, that's like, doesn't that sound fucked up? Any, but but how could you how could you convince someone who's not using yeah. drugs and who's just like a military man to go crash his plane into yeah. something? And I think you'd it, have to do something like that. Any type of suicide bombing, anything like that, dude. You, I I can't believe. Anybody would be willing to do that. Like, but I guess what you're saying is they, they were pretty it's much... It's an explanation, Almost, right? yeah, yeah. Almost brainwashed, you could say. Which is still no, sad. No, they're not even, like, they're not even, like, I would say more like the, uh, a jihad, the, the stereotype, not stereotypical, but what you might think of like a jihad terrorist, like, you know, for, uh, Alu Akbar, for the love, that's more like, into the if you want to consider it what a brainwash but um that's more in the brainwash territory where they really believe yeah. in something that's why they do it but the the case with the kamikaze guys is more like their life was just so shit garbage they and they're they're out of their fun. own bodies with all these yeah, drugs yeah. all the time like they don't give a fuck anymore and that's how they knew they could tell these right, guys like right. go crash into this sad either way man that's yeah, just fucking yeah it really crazy. is it really is it's really like yeah I mean even when you see in like some type of war movie or something when the general is like okay we gotta send these guys up there just as like sacrifices and and you're like, and then some guy speaks up to the general and he's like we can't do that you know these are our men yeah and um and to think in their like world war they were like we got to get these guys to just kill themselves in the planes. Yeah. Like that's just such a horrible death because because you're actually making that active decision for what twenty seconds while you're shooting down and like what a fucking nuts thing. Yeah, yeah, it's out of this fucking world, man. 
Yeah, that's something wild. Yeah. You want to call it on the kamikazes? We did an yeah. hour. That was yeah, an yeah, hour? Yeah. I mean, it might be, we did start a little late, but uh, let's rip some outros maybe just for a second. Like, what right. Thinking. So, so. Dude, uh, Thanks for watching. I'm Jack Hines. This is your host, Luke Sosa. I'm Luke Sosa. Don't shit in the sink. Don't shit in the sink. Um, this was The Third Floor. I'm Luke Sosa. Joined today by Jack Hines. And uh, always cut your toenails flat. Unless you want an ingrown... Ingrown toenail. Yeah. Good night. Um... This was Jack Hines and Luke Sosa on the Third uh, Floor podcast. And if, if you know you're going to grind a girl, don't wear pants with zippers. I think that's rock and roll right there. Yeah. Let's end it.